Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome. To the Doc G Show, I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Fernicus. Say what? Charette. Dr. Gordon, how are you, sir? Good, man. I am good, loving the summer life, Mike. That's a fact. Yes. Agreed. As you know, I'm living it up. I'm living it up in summer as long as I can. And I've told yeah. you, Mike... Fall and winter weighs heavy on me. Yeah. It weighs heavy time. on me. I don't I don't mm-hmm. like it. And I, I think I was thinking about it the other night, Mike. I don't think it's the warmth, obviously, because it's Florida, you know? It does get mm-hmm. cold here, but I think it's more of uh, just the time, the, the length of day. Yeah. I think that kills me. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like nope. it getting dark at 5.30 in the afternoon. That's horrible. Yeah. It's annoying. It's like we got to go to bed already. Yeah, it just it just. Yeah, it I don't want to like go to sleep. Shutting <laughs> down. Nobody wants it, you know. Because yeah. I mean, on the weather side, I'm sure like our listeners in in Dublin, Ireland, are like, uh, "Hey, it's the start of August here, and it still feels like winter." So shut your face. <laughs> I get, I get it, guys. I get it. I understand. And Anoka, Minnesota, they're like, "Hey, come here." In, in January, it'll be negative 15. I get it. I get it. I don't want to be in either of those places, Mike. No, thank you. I am not yeah, tough no enough tough enough skin for those areas. Me neither. No. Me neither. I understand. But I, 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 you know, I listed it out, Mike. Like long days, warm nights, the promise of a warmer, brighter day. You know, I mm-hmm. like I like the end of spring, beginning of summer almost more, you know, than the end because the end of summer you, your your days are already getting shorter and you're yeah, like, "Oh, they it's, are. it's coming. Oh god, it's coming." But like that June where it's just getting brighter every day and everything's getting more vibrant and there's vigor <laughs> and vitality in every plant. <laughs> wow. Just things I love, Mike. I love Great it. Words. You know? <laughs> yeah, it gets you inspired. <laughs> Yeah. So, I was Agreed. thinking. I was thinking about that inspiration, Mike, and I was like, you know, I gotta find myself a little place in South America for fall and winter. Mm. You know, I gotta find my getaway. So true. So, like during October to March, I'll be in South America, and then from March to October, I'll be in Florida. You know, mm. little little snowbird action that way. But unlike snowbird action of just the weather. I'll be yeah. able to appreciate the whole season. I'm changing seasons to get my southern hemisphere summer and then my northern hemisphere summer. It'll be mm. great. Endless. What is that called? That's not a snowbird. That's a sunbird. That, that's called endless <laughs> summer, Mike. That's what that's oh, okay. called. There you go. <laughs> endless summer. Woo-hoo. Now, uh, obviously very important for the show. I know listeners are like, uh, where'd you choose, Ben? Well, guess what? We're going to choose that together. Finally. We're going to choose the place that I'm going to hypothetically live during the winter months, guys. Now, is this going to happen? No. But we can always dream, guys. 
Mm-hmm. We can always dream. And guess what? We're going to dream in South America. Now, Mike, I originally started with the whole country. Wait, what? I'm not, I, I'm not, uh, not country, sorry. I originally started with the whole continent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know if you know this, Mike, but the whole continent of South America, it's pretty big. Yeah, it is. It's pretty big. But I Good actually, I, I didn't, I didn't do this intentionally, but I whittled it down to like a, like this little square area that I was like, oh, that's real nice. Just all the pictures, I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. lovely. I'd like to be there. And it just so happened that all the places that I really enjoyed, they're like in like a 500 square mile radius of each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, yeah, most of the places on the, the west coast of of, uh, of South America, yeah. no offense to those places, but they weren't really mm-hmm. drawing me in. Chile, no. It looks very deserty in Chile in most places. I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge desert guy. I don't think I'd do well with you out there in Las Vegas. I'd be like, mm-hmm. this is too arid for me. I can't do yeah. it. I'm not, I need more trees in my life. Yeah, not a lot of trees here. And then Peru, I'm not really big. On, I, you know, I looked at some of the places in Peru. Lima's all right, but I don't know. It looked pretty, it look, I mean, it's a it's a huge city, and then it's at altitude, and it's pretty high. So I cut that off, too. I was like, that doesn't work for me, you know? Also, on Chile, you're in the ring of fire. Mm, you know? Yeah. Nobody wants to be, that just doesn't sound good, Mike. Who wants no, to live don't. in the ring of fire? Jeez. Yeah, no, worried about volcanoes. Volcanoes, earthquakes, no thank you. Pass. So... I basically got my group down to sort of the center of the east coast of South America, Mike. Bottom of Brazil and other countries that you will see in that area. That's where we went. So I've got three. Now, we could open. Don't don't worry. This isn't closed, guys. If you've got a good suggestion, let me know. Yes. Shoot me an email. Let me know. Change my mind. If you're from one of these places <laughs> and you're like, he would love this during our summer. Change my mind, guys. Send mm-hmm. me send me your updates. See we, those sunset pics. Yeah, we get we get plenty of South American listeners. Let us know. Let yeah. us know what what place I need to go. But here's my list, Mike. So first on the list, Montevideo, Uruguay. Mm. Montevideo, Uruguay. So, first of all, Mike, average temps from October to March, the high, 75 to 82. Beautiful. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. Now, first thing on the list there in Montevideo, Mike, they've got Uruguayan Carnival. And uh, it it looks pretty nice. I'm going to be honest. It looks pretty, pretty nice. In what way? Well, they, they just look like they're partying. Oh, I mean, yeah. it just looks like it's just, I mean, I'm like, I mean, now, granted, we all know I, I probably would not want to be involved in that party whatsoever. But, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I would still like to look at it from a distance, you know? Mm-hmm. And good news, Mike, uh, Carnival lasts right when I'm there. I mean, that's, that's January to February right there is when we're partying all that month. So that's just a cap off. Everybody's up here in their winter with their short days, and I'm like, oh, what's up, guys? 
I'm partying till till <laughs> night's in in Carnival in Montevideo. So it's pretty nice. Woohoo! Second thing is Montevideo. They've got the longest continuous sidewalk in the world, Mike. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, the Rambla. The, the Rambla of Montevideo. It uh, it goes down the entire coast. Yeah, it's like thirteen point seven miles long of just walking, not a continuous sidewalk. Um. Got some great Art Deco architecture, Mike. Real nice. I'm a fan of Art Deco. Mm-hmm. It's nice in Miami. It's very nice. Also very important to me, Mike. Montevideo, uh, very green city. Numerous parks. Very nice. Sweet. So yeah. go ahead. Love that. Uh, last thing, too, on Montevideo. Uh, they said uh, highest quality of life among uh, top cities in Latin America. Ooh. And uh, I don't know if you know this about me, Mike. I like to have a high quality of life. <laughs> That's, yeah. uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's unique, I know, but I like to do that. So, uh, Mike, strong potential. Put it down, Montevideo, number one. Number yes. one. Number two, Porto Alegre, Brazil. Porto Alegre. And like I said, it's not that far. It's just, it's right up the coast. It's right really? up the coast. Uh, average temp 77 to 86. It's just a little bit more tropical. Mike, the, the, the name Porto Alegre literally translates to happy port. Ooh. Come, okay. Who yeah. doesn't want to be a happy? And apparently Porto Alegre, a uh, home of gaucho culture. Sweet. I don't know if you, you know what gauchos are, Mike. No, what is gaucho culture? What is gaucho? gaucho? Gauchos are, are like the Brazilian cowboy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in my head, I if I go to Porto Alegre, I'm I'm expecting sort of like a, a Dallas in Brazil. Hmm. Is what I'm you know cow, cow cowboy hats, steaks, yeah, cowboy Stickers. boots, maybe a mm. little uh, bolo tie. You know, that's what I'm going with. Mm, bolo but, tie. I am a little bit frightened uh, with Porto Alegre just because there are five rivers that come together right beside Porto Alegre. I mean, I like rivers, Mike. That seems pretty floodable, you know? Oh, okay. You know? I see what you mean. But, I mean, maybe the gauchos will save me. Mm -hmm. uh, They'll rope you in. (laughs) Yeah, they'll ride by on their horse and and swoop me up. Last on the list, Mike. Third option, Buenos Aires. Buenos mm. Aires, Argentina. Uh, now, this is the biggest city out of the three. It's a pretty huge city, Mike. It's basically, you know, as big as you get there in South America. It's big time. Uh, October to March, high temperatures 72 to 80. I like it. I like it. Um, I might need to live on the outskirts because of how big it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to go downtown on it. Yeah. Uh, it's known as the uh, Paris of South America, Mike. Ooh, why is that? Uh, it's classy. Okay. And it's very artistic, mm-hmm. which doesn't do too much for me, but maybe it does things for other folks. I'm not really... Mm-hmm. That actually might do less for me. I'm not too interested in living in Paris. But regardless, uh, some people would be. Here's here's what really gets me, Mike. The tango was created in Buenos Aires. And the okay. Tango World Championships take place in Buenos Aires every year. That'd be fun to watch. That's right. I might yeah, even. That'd be awesome. I, I might compete, Mike. Who knows? Mm-hmm. 
I might yeah. get down on it, learn how to do it. Nope. Now, uh, Palmero is apparently one of the trendiest parts of town, Mike. The hip bars, stylish boutiques, hot spot for young locals. Mm. So that sounds like the spot I will be exiled out of immediately. <laughs> they will immediately rope it off and be like, no, see, this isn't for you. Nope. Go uh-huh. down the street there. But... But, Mike, this is probably the strongest endorsement for Buenos Aires. They have a strong Italian influence. That's right. Lots of Italian immigrants in the 19th and 20th century. Some of the best Italian food you'll find in South America in Buenos Aires. Yeah. I looked at some of the restaurants, Mike. My goodness, get out of town. My goodness, that is some good-looking Italian food right there. Mm. The pastas... The pizza. Oh, mmm, mmm. So there you have it, Mike. Doctor, the Italian pizza is not as great. You know, you're not not a fan of the the Napoli pizza, the the Neapolitan? Like they just put, it's like a piece of bread, you know, it's it's like not as, they don't usually cut it. uh, Simple ingredients, Mike. Yeah, it's all simple. It's too simple. Come on. You want You want to see some <laughs> stuffed crust. You want to yeah. see some stuffed crust. You want to see cheese crust, all yeah. over that. Yeah, come on. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Well, nah, uh, it's it's all good. It's all good. I'm just joking. So there you have it, Mike. Three cities. Where do you think I should go for my winter hideaway? Should it be Montevideo? Should it be Porto Alegre? Or should it be Buenos Aires? My vote would be Porto Alegre. Yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. Wait, that so that's the one with the sidewalk, or is that Montevideo? That's Montevideo. Oh yeah, yeah, Montevideo. Montevideo is the sidewalk. That's the that was my selling. Uh, that was Uruguay. The selling for me. I like yeah. it all the way yeah, down yeah. the beach. I like that too, Mike. Yeah. That's strong. That's mm-hmm. strong, Mike. I'm gonna go deeper into this. Don't think I'm dropping this. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into places to live. How much, how much money I can drop on these places? Finally, I'm gonna look into it, Mike. We're gonna see. What the most affordable locale is, and then uh, possibly never make that move. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now, Mike, as I'm trying to decide where uh, I get this money from to never pay for the house in this location, should we uh, fire up the show instead? Let's fire up the show, Doc G. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Mike, I am excited. We have uh, just a, just a tremendous guest. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, just outrageous. Just uh, one of the legends that we've had on the show, uh, Jimmy Olander from Diamond Rio. Listeners, if you're not familiar, these guys have sold platinum records. They've sold gold records. They've sold, or not sold, they've won a Grammy. They've won... Count, I don't know how many CMA country music awards they've won, like 37 or something. Word. They've also been nominated 14 times for Grammys, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'd, if I were them, Amazing. I'd get a little upset at that ratio, ratio of 1 to 14. I'd be like, you're going to nominate us 14 times and give us one? Blam. So this is rigged. It's <laughs> rigged. I'm going over with the weekend. I don't believe you guys. But regardless, Mike, we're going to chat with Jimmy. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. But first... We need to start where we start. The birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay, Mike. You got the first one. I'm not worried about it. Okay. 
Uh, you are at 49 and three-fourths out of 90. So again, you could basically get three weeks of offers and still be over 50%. You got a good padding, but to get awesome. up to 60%, you got to do some work. Okay. You, you got to get in some work. Now, Mike, um, here's I'm going to give you a, a one-sentence clue, and hopefully you can get on, on this sentence. He played the lead character in possibly the greatest movie ever made. The Lifeguard. Lead character of oh The gosh. Lifeguard. Why am I f- forgetting this guy's name right now? Come you know on. his name. Sam, uh, Sam. Sam. Sam Elliott. There it is. It there is. it is. Sam Elliott Jeez. is correct. Just watch the movie. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you were overwhelmed by his sexiness, Mike. You couldn't think it about was, the name because you were just like, he's just so, so studly. Can't handle yeah. it. Ugh. Turning, Mike, turning 79. 79, 79. for uh, Sam Elliott. Born on August 9th, 1944. Where do you think he was born? I don't think his his mm. hometown gives you a Sam Elliott feel. Uh, Arkansas, I don't know where. Yeah, I but, could see uh, that. Sacramento, <laughs> California. Oh, okay, okay. I don't really see Sacktown for him, you know. Was, uh, but he went to the University of Oregon, and if you see a picture of him when he was in college, Mike, he looks like a forty-five-year-old then. So <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, he, uh, he dropped out of college uh, after his dad passed away, and he moved to uh, Hollywood, decided to try acting. And while he was trying acting, he was in the California Air National Guard. His breakthrough film came in 1976 with Lifeguard. That's right. Yes. Yes, Mike. Now, get a load of this. I was, I was on the, the Wikipedia page for Sam Elliott. And they had a review of the lifeguard from Variety Magazine. You want to hear this review from Variety Magazine? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yes. So ridiculous here. They so they dub the film quote unsatisfying. Blam. And then they said Elliot, who has some beefcake value projects a character who is mostly passive reactor rather than a person in sure command of his fate. Huh? (laughs) Exactly, Variety. Did you miss the point of the movie? He doesn't know what to do with his life. That's what he's trying to decide. That's what all the montages are for. Him deciding Mm -hmm. what to do with his life. Come on. (laughs) Variety? And there's there's little there's more than just some beefcake value. The beefcake value is off the charts variety. <laughs> He's sexy as a mofo with that chest hair and mustache. Hey, get uh, out. So much chest hair. Get out of town with that. I'd like to go back and find who did that variety review, Mike, and slap them in the face. That is unacceptable. So true. Anyways, He's done a whole bunch of movies since then, Mike. Uh, uh, Gone to Texas, Gettysburg, Tombstone, Thank You for Smoking, Ghost Rider, Up in the Air. Big Lebowski. Uh, Big Lebowski, a whole bunch of others. His voice has been used for all kinds of ads. I mean, you know, you got the, I'd say the most famous is the Beef Council 
beef. It's what's for dinner. You know, it's classic. Oh, yeah, classic voice on it. Yeah, man. Sam Elliott turning 79. Happy birthday, Sam. Happy birthday. Just looks like a dude I wouldn't mind hanging with, you know? I yeah, feel no I feel like Sam would be one of those, you know, you, you say something about troubles in, in your life, and you're like, ah, man, I got this, and this is really bothering me, and he'd just be the guy that sort of look over and be like, don't let it bother you. And then just go back to whatever he's talking about. You're like, oh. Well, he would light up. He would light a cigarette. Mm. And then he would say something. It wouldn't, uh, he it doesn't smoke. It wouldn't be that direct as far as cancer causing. It'd be like a pipe, you know? Ah, pipe. Pipe, cigar, something a little less. We're not going to pull out a dinky cigarette. You know, it's not going <laughs> to. He would light a cigar. He's not going to pull out. Like, it's not going to pull out a jewel. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be goofy. That wouldn't be very lifeguard like. No, not at all. Plus, they'd be like, "What the f- that future contraption? The <laughs> vape stole it from 2010. What's up?" Anyways, happy birthday to Sam Elliott, man. Just, uh, just a. Uh, Mike, as I have uh, sent you uh, various um, texts, I am going to get a signed Sam Elliott picture for the wall. I need to do it. I need to yeah. do it. We need to celebrate the lifeguard. It's such a pivotal uh, movie for this for the show. I mean, it's it's right up there with Tom Brady and Leo, you know, as far as the importance that it yeah. holds. You know? I mean, how impossible would it be to get him on the show, Doc G? I mean, would it be really hard? Yeah. I yeah, just feel okay. like, I, you know, like, I mean, he'd be one of those people who's like, why the f*** going to go on this show? There's no reason for me to go on this show. We want to celebrate your life, sir. And he'd be like, nah, nah, I'm good. And I just, I feel like, I feel like there is a point zero 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 three percent chance that he would come on the show. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I'm not going to stop trying, Mike. I'm just saying, don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines, Dr. What do we have? It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. What's going on in West Virginia? Here's a little hypothetical for you, Mike. If you go to your faucet, pour yourself a glass of water, and it smells like diesel fuel, Hmm. are you going to drink it? No. No, I won't. It's a good choice, Mike. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. And apparently, yeah. that's what's going on in Germantown, Tennessee. Ah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Ah, that stinks. So there was a diesel spill in an underground reservoir. Ew. Apparently, oh, no. there was a generator being used underground. It leaked diesel fuel into the water uh, reservoir. And, uh, yeah. Folks that live in Germantown were pouring out uh, diesel into their uh, glass, and uh, that was very unappealing. Um, they got a text back uh, July 20th. The residents get a text message from the Germantown City Council that's like, hey, by the way, uh, water's not safe for any purpose except for flushing toilets, so Jeez. don't use it for anything else. I mean, you call me crazy, Mike, but, like, that seems a little bit above the level of just shooting everybody a text, you know? 
Like that that seems like on the level of we're going to go knock on everybody's door and leave a written message. Not like, yeah, we'll shoot them a text. That's a fact. Hopefully they get it. Hopefully they don't drink too much <laughs> diesel. That'd be nice. Like, a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, last week they texted everybody, Mike, and said, don't worry, it's all good. We got it fixed. So they got it fixed, but at least five residents or more have said they still uh, smell uh, uh, diesel in their uh, water. Ew. And uh, Chris, one of those residents, said... Uh, if I didn't smell the odor, I think we'd be comfortable enough to shower and wash dishes. That's a fact. I don't disagree with that, Chris. That sounds like <laughs> a reasonable assessment. I think yeah. I, I I completely agree with you. But I'm going to have to say, Mike, um, that's like no, one of the uh, top priorities for, uh, for a uh, town, in my opinion. Have some good drinking water, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't want diesel in there. That's the last thing no. you want in water. Yeah, Germantown, no. uh, good luck. Good luck for those folks, the the last folks that need to get rid of it. Um, yeah. Mike, you've heard of Rikers Island before, right? Yeah, it's like a prison, right? It is a prison. It's a prison, it's a prison. up there in, yeah. in New York. Uh, not an easy place, you know? Not a fun place. Never want to go to those uh, island prisons. No, never I mean, you never seem good on those, you know, like uh, Like Alcatraz, Alcatraz, Rikers. Not a good time. Not a good time. Um, And I can tell you, Mike, I would not last a few seconds in there. Uh, (laughs) Be like an hour and they'd be like, well, Ben died. He's now... (laughs) Yes, uh, he he was serving a ten year sentence, but he died in the first hour, so that was sad. Uh, and I can tell you another person that does not want to be in Rikers, Mike, and that is Bokeem Jones. Bo uh, has been in Rikers uh, on assault charges. I don't know how long he's been there for these assault charges, but he is serving time in Rikers for assault charges. And last week. Bo grabbed an officer's uniform uh, while he was at the jailhouse gym. I guess the the uh, the uh, officer was using the gym and had changed into workout clothes. And uh, Bo, being sneaky, he just swiped that uniform, took it to his uh, jail cell, changed into it, and then tried to walk out the front door. Said, hey... Mm. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm an officer. Let me out. And it almost worked, Mike. It almost, he actually got out the door and he was right outside the doors when one of the staffers noticed who it was and ordered him to stop. And, uh, he tried to sprint off and then they hit him with a chemical agent and, uh, tied him down. Now he's back in Rikers. But it almost worked. Now, obviously, Mike, like I said, I can understand why you'd want to escape. Uh, you know, and I can respect the effort. Good strategy mm-hmm. all the yeah. way around. But my question is, is like, when you escape, then what? Hmm. You know? Because it's not like you can just go back to your apartment and go about your life. You know? There's a yeah. manhunt. And there's going to be a manhunt literally until you die. They're either going to get you back in jail or you're going to be dead. One of the two things. Like... Cause you got you got to change your identity. You probably got to leave America. You know, 
So unless, because like they, they, they've got cases now where people escaped from jail like 50 years ago and they're still 100% committed to finding that person. And they're like, got any clues on this person? You're like, I'm pretty sure that guy's dead. It's 55 years ago. They're like, we can find him. We know we're going to find him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just saying, I hope Bo had a Shawshank Redemption plan once he made it out, you know? He had a Sewantaneo, Mexico plan where he was going to go live on the beach with Red and they were going to have a boat business and it'd be all nice. Because otherwise, Sweet. you're just prolonging your sentence, man. You're just going to get out there in two weeks, they're going to find you, and then it's going to be a sad trip back to Rikers. You're just going to yeah. be back there. Yeah, man. I don't know. You think about these guys. They spend a lot of time doing absolutely nothing but thinking about how they're going <laughs> to escape and what they're going to do. This yeah, guy had... Yeah, but it's like hard to come up with plans outside you, of uh, just. You think about that, yeah. and like, I mean, think about how many are successful, how yeah. many people have been in jail, and how many have actually successfully escaped. Not many, Very especially on those few. islands. Those, and then, oof, and and then actually stayed out of jail. Basically, mm -hmm. it's like four dudes from Alcatraz. That's pretty much it. That's the only people that have done it. Like. Yeah. And they're still searching for those dudes. That was like 60 years ago. And they're like, we're going to find those. They're yeah. somewhere out there. <laughs> like, you're like, I, I'm almost positive they're dead. Anyways, yeah. Mike, uh, interesting story here out of space. Yeah. Apparently. Space. Hmm? Outer space? Outer space. Oh, I thought you were going to say like a town name, space. <laughs> like Space, nope. Kentucky. <laughs> no, no. Outer space. The out, out of Earth's orbit. Uh, interesting story here with AI, Mike. Hmm. AI software called Heliolinic 3D spotted an asteroid hurtling towards Earth that human observation missed. Mm. As yes. the article puts it, Mike, our planet had a close shave with this object that AI spotted last year. You want to know how close that close shave was, Mike? Um, no, but yes, I, you could definitely tell me, but I, I kind of don't want to know, but yeah, definitely. Don't worry, it's not going to scare you. 4.5 okay. million miles away from Earth. Wait, what? Yeah, that's like right next to us, Doc G, isn't <laughs> it, or something? <laughs> well, that's apparently, that technically classifies as a potentially hazardous asteroid. Which, by the way, Mike, that's over 28 times the distance from us to the moon. Okay. When you put it that way, it's, a, it's pretty far. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I feel Still like... kind of close, though. Kind of close. I'm Anyways. no physicist, but like I feel like you might want to just rope that range <clears throat> in. Like, maybe yeah. a little bit. Like, it seems like a, a bit out. Like, four point... That asteroid's got to do some crazy be 4.5 million miles away and then all of a sudden like u-turn coming your yeah. way guys like i don't know i don't know second thing about this story mike nice try ai making <laughs> yourself seem great saving us from asteroids i'm not buying it mike no i am not buying mike Try we to think every us. yeah exactly we think everything's good with it and then next thing you know, AI's chasing us down from behind on a police motorcycle trying to take John Connor from us. Yep. And that's not happening on my watch, Mike. <laughs>
<laughs> Skynet is not taking over. Not uh, letting it happen. Doctor, no it way. is nice. It is nice to know that we do have a common em- enemy with a- AI and uh, humans. We have a common enemy, and this is asteroids and comets. It's uh, true. Yeah, we can I'm come happy. together on that, but I'm still yeah. not trusting them. I'm not no. trusting them. Mm-mm. Nope. No way, AI. I'm not trusting you as far as I can throw you, and I'm not physically gifted at throwing. So nope. don't think it. Don't think it, Mike. <laughs> before we go to break here, uh, headline from CNN. Here's the headline. Quote, which drink is best for hydration? Hint, it isn't water. End quote. What? Hmm. CNN, what are you doing to us? Yeah, they're wrong. That's... CNN, what are you doing? Americans don't need any more reason not to drink water. (laughs) Like, what's their next headline? Which way is the best way to wake up in the morning? Hint, it's cocaine. (laughs) Try it. Like, what are you doing, CNN? By the way, Mike, the reason this is, I don't need to read the article. The reason is, is we have faster gut clearance of some... Uh, 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 some drinks that have solutes in them. If there's a solute in the drink, it will be absorbed faster, and therefore you can hydrate quicker. But I can cut to the chase, listeners. If if you drink water and have a normal diet, don't worry. There's no <laughs> way you're going to die of dehydration. <laughs> so this headline is pointless. It's clickbait, Mike. What are you doing, CNN? Just say, water's good for people. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's unnecessary, Mike. Ridiculous. Anyways, Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back. Uh, I do want to give you a little tease for the other side of the break. We got uh, Musk Zuckerberg news. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Musk but right now, we're going to take a break, and we are going to hear from our guests. This is none other than the fantastic Diamond Rio with their great... Great, great song. The first song of their career. Meet me in the middle, right here on the Doc G Show. Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? Well, Doc G, if the listeners feel like the show is a positive way to waste their time, Mm -hmm. they should please subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever they get their podcast. It is a cost-effective way to support the show. And if the listeners are feeling extra generous, they should leave us a five-star review. Amen. We love them. A- and a comment. We love comments. Mike, I, I do. We, we love comments. And you know how much we, we love comments? I've got one to review right now. This is a recent, oh, this is a recent comment. Listeners, Let's listeners, go. this was not me. Nope. 
This is not some comment that I made up for myself. This is from a... It wasn't me either. This is from a uh, real listener, guys. A real listener that spontaneously decided to review our show. And here's what they said. Uh, Doc G is that podcast that helps ease you into a better mood no matter what your day looks like. Amazing show. Creative with a laugh-out-loud tone, and you'll see this man on TV in no time. End quote. I'm not sure who they're talking about, Mike. It could be me or you. I don't know. They just said this man. So I... <laughs> and if they're talking about me, they obviously did not hear the beginning of the show where we say I, I, I have a face for radio. So I don't know. Uh, but, you know, regardless, how nice is that, Mike? How nice is yeah, that? Yeah, that's amazing. That was really nice. You know? Wow. Thank you so much, listener. Whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you. Exactly. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. And we try to put people in a better mood, Mike. That's what the show's all about. That's a, yeah. It's a, it's a feel-good time for everybody that's along with the ride. We are the summer vacation for your life, listeners. Mm-hmm. And this person yeah. gets it. They get it. And I they appreciate it. it. Thank you, listener, for the fantastic you, comment. Uh, Mike, we need to thank those listeners that uh, listen that haven't commented, but we appreciate their <laughs> listens regardless. We do. The five-star listeners. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota. Uh, oh, oh, oh. I got. I just. I don't know what happened there, Mike. I got to. Got Anoka. excited. I mean, I, it excited. was the comment. It was the comment. Let me comment. Uh, so juicy. Okay. Okay. Let me try again. All right. We're starting from the beginning. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Borderland, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina. Los Angeles, California, Spartansburg, South Carolina, Athens, Georgia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Chicago, Illinois, and Boynton, Virginia. Shout yes. Out. Amazing. Al- almost tripped up again there, Mike. It was close. I got, mm-hmm. I got there, and it's, uh, by the way, Dublin, Ireland, uh, they might have been catching up, maybe telling some friends. They really got some listens this week. They really they really went in. They, they were leading up the most listens just uh, in just a ton, hundreds, hundreds of listens coming from uh, nice. Thank from you, Dublin. Dublin. So thank you, guys. I'm sorry to point out your cold, dreary weather at the beginning of <laughs> the <love> show. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, that was like last night when I was thinking about uh, my three locations of living. I was like, what places on our regulars are really cold? I was like, Dublin. Dublin's cold. <laughs> yeah. And then I looked at their weather and the low temperature. For uh, tomorrow is like 54, and the high was like 62 and raining, and that was like every single day, and I was like, geez, and that's the middle of summer. Mm. I got hats off to you guys. I could not handle it, Dubliners. I could not handle that. That's why I watch, that's why I watch the Banshees of Inner Sheeran and said, no, no, (laughs) I cannot live there. There is no way. Woo! Woo! Too gray and cold for me, guys, but we appreciate the listens nonetheless. We do. Uh, Mike, four stars. Four star listeners. We got some interesting ones here. Uh, Shout out to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Dunlap, Tennessee. Shout out to New York, New York. 
Shout out to Healdsburg, California. Shout out to Durban, South Africa. Might just be Durban. I don't know. I added Durban. Mm. I don't know. Durban might just be. Anyways, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Shout out to them. Shout out to Monterey, California. Shout out to Richmond, Virginia. Shout out to Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out to Phoenix, Arizona. Shout out to Seattle, Washington. Shout out to uh, Detroit, Michigan. Now, this one's going to be a a mouthful here. This one's going to be tough. Uh, Shout out to Boyuyos, Par del Conado, Spain. There we go. Nice. Woo. Two double L's in Boyuyos. That's that's rough right there. That is. If they get in the uh, top listeners, five star listeners, I'm gonna have, have to, to practice. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna have to practice Boyuyos uh, uh, multiple times. And then we've got Belo Horizonte, Brazil. Sweet. And we've got Bricken Wells, Bricken Wells. There we go. Shout out to all of those uh, listeners. Thank you, everybody around the world. We appreciate it. Um, Mike, Shout out. Uh, real quick, I mentioned, I gave you a little teaser there before the break. Uh, Musk is, um, he's called an antic. He's, 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 he's doing shenanigans again about this fight, Mike. He's, yeah, he's not letting it die. And, uh, this, uh, this, this just a day ago, he tweeted, or I guess he should, he, he X'd. I don't know if we still call it tweeting since it's now X instead of <laughs> yeah. Twitter. He, uh, he X'd out, um, Zuck versus Musk fight will be live streamed on X. Hmm. All proceeds will go to charity for veterans. Now, Mike, I you know I don't know about you, but uh, I'm not watching this fight unless it is evenly distributed between Threads and X. No way am I doing <laughs> all X. That is no way. I am a threadaholic, Mike. Woo-hoo. Thread my balls off every day. You know I love it. I'm just. Are you really on Threads? No. Girl, come on. No. Oh, okay. Uh, I could. You know, we could be. Uh, the the Doc G show could easily be since it's connected to the Instagram account. I could go on there, mm. but uh, I, I you know. What do we have to post? I don't know. I can you know, shout out to this. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm threading. What would I thread? Yeah. I, I don't know. I've been using the uh, Instagram. You know the DM like little status updates. Those are fun. That, I like that. That's not bad. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's Those are great. That's good. It lets you know. It lets you know. Yeah. Um. But uh, regardless, Mike. Uh. You know, I was thinking about. It. I was like, all proceeds go to to veterans. How about you and Zuck just give like. Point zero 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 five percent of your wealth <laughs> to veterans, and uh, we'll call it even without the stupid fight. Just my idea, but uh, you know, regardless, I still got my money on Zuck, Mike. Still got it on Zuck. Yeah, gonna, yeah, he's training. I'm gonna need to see more training out of Musk. I think Musk is just a big blowhard, man. I don't see any training going over there. I think he's just trying to get more people to come back to X. Mm-hmm. What about that X, Mike? That's goofy. I don't know about that. The whole uh, yeah, they they had them. Uh, they had to take down the sign. Yeah, because uh, it was annoying everybody around them. <laughs> giant bright X. Nobody wanted that. Yeah. Anyways, Mike. Uh, one other thing there. Um, have you seen this new movie? That they're advertising this. Uh, this <clears throat> this new movie. Uh, what's it called? It's called uh, the Last Meg Voyage. Two. The Last Voyage of Demeter. 
Demeter, Demeter. I'm guessing Demeter. The Is last... that the horror movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, with the. You could also title it Dracula <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so for the listeners that haven't seen this, uh, it's supposed to be back in the day. It's supposed to be like in the 1800s. And uh, as far as I can tell, I tried to get a synopsis on this, like online, because like I thought it was like them going from the old world to the new world. But apparently it's not, Mike. Apparently it's like they're going from the Black Sea, which is sort of the closest area you can get to Transylvania, to London. So you're going like around the Mediterranean up to to London, hmm. and the, Dracula's on the boat, and he's just gonna kill everybody that's on the boat. You know, that's uh, sort of the synopsis I gathered. And th- the reason I brought it up, Mike, was I just saw this movie and I thought about me and you on that boat, and I was like, that would be the horror film without Dracula there. It'd just be like, we got to travel on this boat for how long? <laughs> Oh God, this is gonna be bad. Does it no drama mean? It doesn't exist. <laughs> oh God, this is gonna be bad. Like I don't yeah. need a vampire on there to be out at sea for two weeks, three weeks to make it horrible. Second of all, how long does this movie last, Mike? Like, how long does it take to kill everybody on the boat? Hmm. Like, and for you to notice that there's a demon that's killing everyone, like. It's only like 20 people on the boat or something like that. It's not going <laughs> to, it's not like it's going to take two weeks and be like, hey, did you notice Jeff hasn't been here for two weeks? Where did that guy go? <laughs> That's odd. It's just, I don't know. I think they're running out of ideas on the uh, horror yeah. movies, Mike. It's getting, all right, I'll go see it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've convinced everybody. I've convinced everybody. Mike, Weak. we are going to take a break, but we are going to be right back with none other than Jimmy Olander from Diamond Rio, right here on the Doc G Show. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are super excited to have a legend of country music, a master of the double bender guitar, Grammy Award winner, and guitar and banjo player for Diamond Rio, Mr. Jimmy Olander. Jimmy, how are you, sir? Man, I'm doing good. Doing good. We're right in the middle of our summer touring season, so... Today is a recoup day for sure. Yeah, well, I was, I was about to say uh, you've got you've got a quick run of shows there. I saw you were in Alabama, you were in Indiana, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, how how yes. those shows go? Well, it was uh, welcome back to the humidity <laughs> for sure. We've been out on the West Coast. Uh, we started in San Diego, went all the way up through. Uh, actually, did a did a little trail hike with the three of our our Rio people up on Mount Saint Helens. I and, saw that. 
all the way up the West Coast, back through Montana, and then we, man, we entered the soup of the Deep South there playing in Alabama. It was quite a deal. Telecasters and high humidity is not necessarily a recipe for success for me. Well, I, I don't think uh, high humidity is a recipe for most people as far as success, regardless <laughs> regardless of music yeah. industry, uh, music instruments or not. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I noticed, actually, you mentioned the, the trail hike, and I noticed, uh, you know, you've... Uh, you, you you you've sort of done some exercise with some of your your new members there. You've got uh, you got Carson and Micah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Th- they've been going there for about a year now. Uh, well, a little longer actually, as far as just coming in and subbing. Uh, how how have they fit? Is it like a hand in a glove? Well, you know, it's interesting because we had uh, for thirty some years. I've been working with Brian Prout and Gene Johnson, and those guys just incredible it's like you know you're working with a couple of couple of cadillacs you know <laughs> brian always played so great mm-hmm. jing jing sang so high we actually had to get a girl to come out mary meyer was the first sub that we had that was really really hooking it mm-hmm. and uh, carson mckee of course has come out and taken the gig full time mm-hmm. uh, so you know they were those those guys were kind of unreplaceable so we got something different you know we got a fiddle playing girl that's out there doing jeans part and micah uh our new drummer was our long brian's longtime sub we actually knew uh micah unbeknownst to us he brought up brought out a picture when he was eight years old taking a fan picture with diamond rio with his mom uh brought him to the show man uh that'll make you feel old all of a sudden you're uh, sitting beside this guy that's just a killer killer drummer yeah. does a lot of sessions lots of video work just super talented guy and so um the transition has been great you yeah. know that the guys that that get, were a little bit tired and they wanted to retire i think that they're they're doing good you know i have a sense that uh life's treating them good and life's treating diamond real good as well it's a kind of a happy little uh departure for them and for us as well for sure it, micah's story reminds me a little bit of, of marty stewart there you know i mean just sort of Segway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Segwaying yourself into your favorite band—that's always uh, that's a good ending there for him. That's uh, or- yeah. You know, Micah, Micah has expressed to me that he has no desire to tour. He toured a bunch with Jason Crab and did a bunch of gospel stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's a he's a road dog. He's been out there and done it. And he actually doesn't necessarily want to tour, but he wants to tour with us. <laughs> you know, this is he says like man i would not be on tour if it wasn't for you guys being out there and i was like all right cool glad to have him <laughs> well uh on the 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 other newbie uh carson i saw actually you yeah. know putting that together there i saw last i think it was last week you're actually uh catching a a workout before the show there with carson you guys both went to you went to the gym there is that going to be yeah. the the go-to move for this upcoming tour you and carson hitting the gym well, so so Micah has uh, and Carson and I, I started jumping rope together nice. because you know I'm, I'm a fitness guy. I like to go to the gym. I always feel like I'm carrying debt if I don't hit the gym mm-hmm. at some point during the day. And Carson comes from the, okay. So Carson McKee, I told you a little bit about Micah. Carson is like this super achiever. All right, <laughs> so she goes to, she goes to the University of Kentucky to play tennis uh-huh. and comes out of the University of Kentucky with a 4.0 dual major marketing and finance and decides okay i'm going to take a gig with diamond rio I mean, <laughs> and she's she just turned 24 she started with us when she was 22 started seven when she was 22 
and she's uh, you know a collegiate athlete. She was she ran track and I think went for state when she was in Kentucky. So obviously there is a Carson McKee boot up my butt at every step of the day. What are we doing, old man? We're you know, and she actually was carrying. So I'm a I'm a trail runner, yeah. and my this is a 50k. So, so my long weekend, my long runs on the weekends, they'll be, you know, maybe 15 miles, 12 miles, something like that. She came out of the, the shoot running seven and a half miles every day. So over 50 miles a week yeah, actually ended up having a stress fracture in her pelvis. So mm. that's why we were in the gym because she was not out there crushing the road. Mm, and that, that so, and it just goes right on with her musicality or musicianship. It's just like, okay. This girl's a lot. <laughs> She's doing it all with us, so it's great. That's that's a motivating factor, man. That's some uh, adrenaline shot into Diamond Rio right there. That's wow. Yeah, and you and we're experiencing this on stage. She's a, she was a contest fiddle player, man. super virtuosic, and an incredible entertainer, great singer. So yeah, yeah man, all the boxes are checked with those two. She, uh, yeah, she definitely. Uh, you know, I've seen plenty of videos of her just doing some some solo work on the fiddle and and. She can, man, she can fiddle. That's yeah. for sure. That's for sure. You can do sure. it. You can do it. Well, you, you mentioned it. Uh, the, the trail running intrigued me because I saw, I saw you did a, a 50K at the beginning yeah. of the year. The, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my distance. And, well, and for listeners, if you're not uh, familiar, because we are in America, so sometimes we lose metric system. That's 31 miles, listeners. Yeah. 31 miles. Uh, how, did, how did you get into to ultras and trail running? Uh, well, you know, I've always been a gym rat and you're around other fitness people. If you're a gym rat mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and we, uh, we had team Rio, we ran charity marathons for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, we, you know, my identity is not as a runner. Um, but man, I sure have done a lot of mileage, <laughs> you know, 10 years of, of training and running marathons and then getting, as I have aged, um, because I'll be 62 in at the end in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and as I aged, getting on the dirt and off of the asphalt has been great for me. Yeah. Uh, and when I'm on the trail, especially here, maybe not as much out west, but here I can't see a great expanse, so it doesn't look like I'm paying penance. It look feels a little bit, you know, I got to pay attention to the ground. There's roots and rocks yes. and stuff like that, so it feels a little bit more like a fitness workout than it does a run. Yeah. But hey. We're doing 31 miles in a day. It's a, it's a long day in the woods, that's for sure. It is a very long day, and I, I can attest to two things. I find it funny how, you know, I, I've been around runners a lot, and, you know, there's there's sort of the the physical I am a runner uh, that you have all the sort of physical gifts, and then the person like yourself that doesn't nat- necessarily have the, the attributes of that runner but psychologically, yeah. you're there, and you keep coming back and punishing yourself because you like it. So yeah, and it's it's helpful for sure. Yeah, in your in your head, you are a runner. That's in in your in your head, you're there, and uh, and I definitely agree with the 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 trail running versus regular running. It takes your mind off of the actual miles because of what you got going on in front of you, and if. If you, uh, I take it you have some experience with this. Oh, oh yeah. I, I actually just, uh, this spring, a good example of what you were talking about as far as uh, not paying attention. I slammed my right foot into a root 
and okay. uh, my my big toe is still all black, uh, or, or as far as the toenail, it's all black from where it just completely got smashed, and and I fell on my face. But I uh, a year before that dislocated my shoulder uh, biking. So when I came oh, up boy. from the uh, when I came up from the route, I was just excited that my shoulder was fine. I was like, yes. <laughs> We're all good. Let's keep going. Man, you know, like so. I, I, I tell you, all my trail running buddies, you know, if they catch a rock or a root and they go down, they'll tuck a shoulder and do this little shoulder mm-hmm. roll and come up. And there's just enough little sprinkle of pixie dust behind them, like nothing happened. Man, when I go, it's like the $6 million man, slow motion, old dude going through the air, Richter scale, kapow, kapow. <laughs> Everybody has to stop and go, oh my God, are you okay? Because are we going to? Thing. <laughs> We're gonna have to fly a helicopter in. Somebody, this is bad. Oh, land her down! Oh, land her down! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely it's a great great mode of fitness, and uh, you know I've I've heard from a couple of artists. Uh, it's sort of like you said, uh, the more you the more you exercise, the more it comes a part of you. But I've also heard from older uh, musicians, uh, especially I had uh, I had a guy on uh, from Morning Jacket there. Uh, Carl from Morning Jack at the rock group and you know he he just got over 50 and that's what he was like he's like I don't know if you can be over 50 and not work out regularly and and just feel your best when you're a musician you gotta have it it's gotta it's gotta be there in the you know in your routine or you're just gonna feel off so yeah, it, it is. And, and nutrition and hydration, you know, I actually struggle with hydration mm. and doing summer shows and stuff like that. And when I'm training, I have to really pay attention to make sure because if I get dehydrated and I'm on stage and my partners have seen this, I'll get the shakes mm. and I'll get stupid. I mean, yeah, played these a million times and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, what am I doing? You know, and it's just, and I, I don't realize it until I'm in that moment. And it's like, okay, too late for this was, one. Yeah. Was, no pickle juice, no, no mustard to chug at the moment. I'm just here. I got to tough it out. And it's going to, I mean, regardless, it's going to take, it's going to take several minutes for it to get through. So, I mean, you, yeah, yeah. It, it's too late then. Got to, got to make preparations. It's, in, it's, a, it's, a, it's for sure important. I mean, talking about those performances and we talked about the new members um, mm-hmm. They're coming into a, a new band. It's 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 a, obviously it's a super established band. Platinum Records, Gold Records, a Grammy, mm-hmm. like I, all all of these things. Uh, and I was sort of thinking about Carson and Micah, Micah in particular, because you said he's you know uh, he's always been a huge fan of the band. Do you see them get a little extra extra excited when you play like the the big hits? When you play Unbelievable, when you play Meet Me in the Middle, One More Day, do you see, like, do you look over uh, at, at Micah and maybe they're getting a little bit more excited because they haven't been playing it for 30 years than maybe like you or Marty do? Well, you know what? I actually noticed just the opposite. Mm. You know, they are excited and they are happy to be here and they are a lot younger than we are and they're having a blast and they're bringing it and these are great performers and great musicians, which don't necessarily always line up being yeah. a great musician and a great performer. Mm-hmm. Well, they literally checked all these boxes. So what I'm seeing is the impact that it has on me, what it has on my partners. Mm. It's amazing. And now the fact that we've, hey, we've got a girl in the band, you mm-hmm. know, and we are not treating 
Princess Carson McKee like an old road dog. You know, everybody's very discreet with, you know, yeah. she has her on the bus and everybody's very, you know, yeah, it's good. And it's nice seeing my partners, you know, kind of accommodate that stuff and be excited to play with both of them on stage. So there's definitely a, uh, a youthful exuberance that has been interjected into this band. Nice. And it's, I see it off on all the old guys. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it, actually, that was the the analogy I was sort of thinking in my head was like when you've got a group of, of friends and they all know the story about you guys that they love to have you tell. You know, that, that story about the time you were at this place and you did this thing. And they're like, dude, you got to tell that story. And in your head, you're already tired of telling it. You're like, man, it's been like been like 50 times that we told the story but then if there's like if there's like two new people in the group and you see how excited they are about the story you're like ah and then you get into it and you're excited about telling it again and i just that's sort of the analogy i had with the songs that you're like oh yeah these guys are into it yeah let's do it meet yeah. me in the middle here we go yeah they're they're into that not as much as with the story but we go to do things that we've done a million times mm-hmm and they haven't done, and maybe we're starting to, uh, oh, this is old news, we're taking maybe some of these experiences for granted, but I get to go, oh yeah, this was actually really, really cool. I can see these people going, this is the first time, oh yeah, I remember when this was my first time with this. Yeah. It is really, it's actually still cool today. I just have done it a lot. Yeah. You know? So uh, so it's really fun to see that stuff, you know, and try not to over mentor or over mm-hmm. hey, let me tell you right here what you need to do because you know they need to experience this stuff for the first time on their own terms for sure so. for sure well now i mean uh, the, the the big songs of diamond rio i, I just sort of wondered because i was thinking of uh you know questions i could ask you about uh you know the big songs and going back and looking at all interviews that you've done over the years uh, i was like is, is there anything that you've been asked that you haven't been asked about Meet Me in the Middle? I feel like you you like every possible thing about that song has sort of since that was the 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 jump off point. Has there been anything it that you was is has there been uh, anything that you haven't been asked that you're like, huh? Why did anybody ask me about that about Meet Me in the Middle? I you know what we've. I think we've shared that story a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and people ask questions and, you know, there was a lot to it. You know, actually it's our first single, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, it's the first thing that we ever did. And we, uh, cut that and, you know, Marty and neither Marty or, nor I wanted to cut that song. We were just like, ah, it was a Tim Dubois thing that he was, he wanted us to do. Obviously became a great hit and I'm glad to do it and we I like doing that song actually I really do mm-hmm. but the tree demo that we got I mean it was a completely kind of different sounding thing mm-hmm. had actually been covered by a couple of other acts too mm-hmm. I think uh, the Marcy brothers and one other act had had done it so so uh, but the the day we go to do the video uh, uh, operation desert storm broke out mm-hmm. and so we're waiting for paint to dry on the backdrop of a green screen kind of blue background yeah and the crew and everybody is hovered around the tv because yeah brand new and yeah i mean so it started in a really exotic way Mm -hmm. and i think the video producer defrauded a lot of the grips and people that were working on the video so in our career we have it's that hand showing up hey man you know we never got paid for that (laughs) i was like well, trust me, we paid for it. It just didn't go to you. Not and so, you my know, fault. So it, 
Well, but it feels like it. You know, yeah, I still feel yeah. complicit. You know, we hired the guy that defaulted him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And so on and on the story goes through, you know, other experiences and uh, getting to know the writers and then writing with the writers that wrote that song mm-hmm. and becoming friends of theirs and stuff. Yeah, it's been just that one. That's one song in our career. Yeah. That we have all these things. We've got stories about a lot of these different things. For sure. Well, now. Be honest as far as uh, about Mimi in the Middle. How much do you think the well-coiffed mullets gave you an advantage as far as that music video? Because they are nice. I don't know if they had an impact on it, but we really believed we were cool at the time, man. I can remember I had this little uh, mirror right there at the front of my my door before we'd go out. I'd go check that. I'm like... (laughs) Looking good, baby. <laughs> and as I look back at the, my version of the mullet was huge, big, and I had shaved mm-hmm. the very sides of it. So mm-hmm. it's like the worst version of the mullet <laughs> that you could possibly, the most dorky version you could come up with. So, and you know, it's, it's coming back. I'm, I'm seeing people with mullets. I'm going, man, okay, please, let's stop. Let's not go to parachute pants. I mean, we got to stop this nonsense at some point. They don't mind it. They want to go back. They want to revisit. I was about to say, I've got friends in their 20s that they've got their mullet, and they're they're huge fans of it. I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah, we just, uh, uh, I can't remember if it was before COVID or after COVID, we went out and played the Dirk Bentley Festival out in uh, Colorado, Mm -hmm. and at 90s Country Day, mm-hmm. and he's got his alter ego band. Uh, I think Nashville Knights, or I can't remember what it is, what, what it's called, but mm-hmm. they all wear mullets, and he sells mullets at his merch stand. And so during 90s Day, we're out there playing. 90s Day it was us and Dina Carter, and I can't remember who else. Mm-hmm. I see all these mullets in the audience, man, just like it was the 90s all over again. Hilarious! You know, I got flashbacks. Oh God! Yeah. Uh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I got to pull out of the vault. Uh, one other thing from the past. There, you guys contributed to the the Common Thread album, the the Eagles tribute album, which. Uh, I love the Eagles, and that actually led to the Eagles getting back together. You guys recorded uh, Lion Eyes, and uh, and the listeners know I'm a huge, huge fan of the Eagles. Uh, going into that record, was that sort of one of those record label things that you wanted to do, or were you guys, I mean, were you guys big fans of the Eagles? Big fans of the Eagles, big fans of Don Henley. Mm-hmm. Uh Bernie Ledden, I knew Bernie Ledden. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was cruising around Nashville, and he was a B Bender player, and I was, you know, uh-huh. messing around with Bender guitars and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, big, big fans. But it was also in a period of our career where there were actually quite a few compilation records that were doing. Yeah. There was a tribute to Keith Whitley we did. There was a gospel tribute. There was the tribute to the Eagles we did. I think we did one or two others of those right there in that period. So, yes. For sure, though, Friends of the Eagles. Now, the interesting thing about that mm-hmm. is this was Don Henley's pet project. Right. And it was a charity project to benefit his charity, uh, Walton Pond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, 
And we're like, oh, great, charity thing, Eagles going to do that, mm -hmm. and it was all good. So we went in there, and we kind of fell off the log and did Lion Eyes. You know, we've all played that a gazillion times, went in, and did a good record of it, you know. Mm -hmm. Didn't reinvent it, tried to, you know, pay tribute to the Eagles. Yeah. Well, we get done, and several other acts get done. Unbeknownst to me, there's drama and controversy over this album mm -hmm. that turned out to be Album of the Year, CMA Album of the Year. Yeah. Uh, whoever the... Uh, was it Irving Azoff? I can't remember whoever Henley's record company president. president. I think it was uh, Irving Azoff. Er, yeah, yeah. Uh, Azoff. Is, that, is right. that correct? Yeah. Um, okay. So as this thing is going, everything's cut. We've cut. All of a sudden, Azoff goes, no, I'm not giving anything to the charity. Mm. And Henley's like, what? I've got, I've promised all these artists. Yeah. So he did a tour through Nashville. And took us out to lunch and said, okay, here's the deal. I'm giving my portions of this to the charity. Mm -hmm. The rug kind of got pulled out from under me. The record label is not doing this. Um, but all my songwriting credits and everything is going to Walden Pond. Mm -hmm. Will you still be on this? We're like, dude, you're Don Henley. You're <laughs> taking us to lunch. We fell off a log and did this. We got to get to be a part of this. Yeah, it's super cool. Nice. But I think he did that with all the artists. Man. And it was great. So, see, he took us out to the merchant's lunch. This is one of our heroes, Don yeah. Henley, taking us out to lunch. He's like, All right, what do you want to know? And we we're just like, All right, well, tell us this. <laughs> tell us this. And man, we got some classic Eagles stories, including one flight to to Australia where they were the musical ambassadors, where he and Glenn Fryce's, we were so drunk and so each other. When the door opened to the plane and the red carpets out there with the press, we were still fist fighting all the way down the stairs. And that's how we entered Australia. I was like, man, you're not going to get that stuff if we didn't cut that song. Uh, worth it. 100% yes. worth it. Oh, man. For sure. I lo love the Eagles. Man, any story, I'll take on the Eagles. Well, before we go, I want to bring up, of course, the, uh, the new song. Um, yeah. You guys just released it, The Kick. Uh, it's a fun instrumental. Uh, Carson lets loose on the fiddle. You're you're going on the telly there. How how the 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 song come together with the the new the new artist in the band? Well, you know, I've always had great great affection for instrumental stuff. We've included that on our albums. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we've cut about four things. And we've they've all been Grammy nominated. Never did win an in, win the category uh, before. I think they've removed that category. I'm like. Darn, right when we get a new thing out there, try to get our, our Grammy for yeah. you know. But anyway, uh, so I've, we've got these new musicians, and it kind of came about organically, other than we've done instrumental work before, and I've got great affection for some of the history of, like, the Buckaroos used to do this, and Bill Anderson's band did this, and the Strangers did this, and Hag went back with the with uh, the old Bob Wills Texas Playboys and did a lot of instrumental stuff and there's a great tradition so people have not really been doing this I know Brad Paisley's done a few things on his records but it's not very common that you do this and we're players and we want to play and so uh, Carson had mentioned to me she said you know I really want to be growing and I said okay well you and I let's write a song yeah. and we started writing this simple fiddle song and Micah had told me because I asked them both what do you want to do here at Diamond Rio mm -hmm. and he wanted to cut some stuff that Mike Klute, our longtime co-producer and engineer, uh, recorded and mixed his drums. Mm -hmm. and so we just kind of did this, you know, not going, okay, this is a release, it's an instrumental, we're gonna do a video, but it organically said, well, hey, what do we do? Why about we do this? How about we do this? So what it ended up being mm -hmm. was not what it started out. It just 
happened very naturally. Nice. And I think it turned out great, and it doesn't feel like we're trying to shove a square peg in a round hole. No. What we do, and we did it to the best of our abilities, and it was actually a blast, yeah. too. I mean, that the video location is my neighbor across the street. I said, hey, man, you got a cool garage. Can we come over? He's like, yeah, bring it. I cooked lunch, video day, and then Micah, our drummer, is also an incredible video guy. So he's the director. It was all his gear. He set up all the shots and hired a second DP for when he was on camera. But that's his whole thing. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. So it was all kind of very much spanky in our gang. Hey, kids, let's put on a show. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you. I mean, you can feel the fun of it. You can feel the fun in the in the song. You can feel the fun in the video, and it, it does. It has that. It has that organic, uh, fun feel. Um, yeah. Is this a possible prelude to a full album, or have you guys jumped into that? Just is this the one-off single game here? Well, you know what? It's interesting. I've always been an album guy. Mm -hmm. You know, as a consumer, yeah. I want to buy albums. I don't want to buy singles. You know, usually singles. I've heard enough that I don't want to hear them anymore. If I'm listening to the radio for, you know, I mean, if it's a hit, I'm like, okay, that's, it's a hit because it was probably a great song, a great recording. But with that much saturation, I like to hear other stuff. Yeah. So I'm always been an album guy. The, the game has changed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of didn't want to let that go. But on this particular thing, I'm just like, yeah, we did an instrumental. It was cool. We got to show these people off. I've got ideas. I've got a complete project mm. in mind for that. Nice. Um, it's actually got some spoken word to it, and there's a story to it. But nice. I don't know. I think probably next we might do a vocal thing, mm -hmm. you know, just mm -hmm. because, you know, we got tons of reaction for, you know, not tons, but we definitely got some people. You mean after all this time? Marty's not singing. I was like, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I was actually making myself happy on this one. <laughs> you can't, I was about to say, you can't please them all. You can't. Nope. It's, no. Somebody's going to well, have something. Yeah, and, and people have busted. And it's, you know, it, it, it is somewhat fitting that I'll get busted on. Okay, so you guys are six-time vocal group of the year. You take a long break and you come back with an instrumental. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> We want to have fun. We're players. We want yeah. to play. Yeah, that's exactly what we wanted to do. So. Well, well, you've got shows uh, literally from now until the end of October. you got 26 shows in two and a half months. Sounds like a touring schedule of an up-and-coming band trying to build a following. It's crazy. I'm glad to have the work. It's yeah. great. <laughs> as, as long as people want to see you, you're going to play. Yes. Yes. I Actually, you know what? I have so much fun doing this. It's ridiculous, you know, and if people do want to come out and see me, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, I don't blame you. It looks, it looks like you guys are having a blast on the, on, on the stage. And, uh, you know, I don't see people not wanting to come for a very long time, essentially until yeah. you guys decide to hang it up. Uh, Jimmy, we are up against a break, but I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Oh man. Thanks for having me. For sure, listeners, Diamond Rio is going to cover about 17 states in the next two and a half months. Find the closest to you. Go see them. If not, listen to them. Right now, that's what we're going to do. Right here on the Doc G Show, this is The Kick by Diamond Rio.
here on the dock, a, G, a show you just heard, The Kick, by none other than Diamond Rio, and you just heard me talking to Jimmy Olander. Fantastic interview, fantastic guy, Mike. Just, I mean, they've been doing it now over 30 years. Yeah. Th- you know, 35 years he's been killing it, and he just, I mean, he's super enthusiastic, still jazzed about it, you know? Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome stuff, and... You know, you know me. I'm a sucker for fitness, Mike. That's right. I love his. Uh, I love his his fitness geared life, and he's been doing it for like 25 years now, 30 years, just getting that yeah. fitness. You know, and he doesn't consider himself like a like a runner. Not a right? runner, you know. But I mean, yeah. when you when but you he, do, like, he puts in the miles. When you do a 31 mile race, I'm gonna consider you doing something with running. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. That's some type of runner. Mike, do you have any uh, comments there on the uh, on the interview? I want to start trail running, you know? It sounds like it's, like, good for your knees and it uh, you can, you know, but I don't know about those those roots. Got to watch out. Stubbing toes. Ugh. Roots, rocks, yeah. you got to watch out. Yeah. It's not it's not a it's not a pleasant fall. That's but that's one of the things that's like he said it it really is. It's a different style of running because you know you get out on the on the road especially like just like straight roads and sidewalks and Mm. you're just you're just going that's it that's all it is and and you're you get into a steady state right Mm -hmm. but on a trail you never hit that it's always changing so it's always stimulating your mind you gotta you know you gotta be cognizant the whole time and be like oh now i'm turning this way oh now it's going up oh my foot's not even here oh you know like so you're constantly adjusting yourself you know yeah interesting it's definitely a good switch up Mm -hmm. um they also got to hang out with don henley yeah right awesome is that that was all go to go to lunch with him and just go to lunch i definitely if i was there Don Henley would be like, you got to shut up now. Like, you know, he'd be like, he's like, I got to go. Because I would have just so many questions. So many questions. Like, just, it's Don Henley. And also, I'd probably ask him to sing some stuff. Be like, can you just, mm-hmm. can you just sing that? Can you just sing Boys of Summer for me? Just a little bit. <laughs> just like one, one chorus, please. But yeah, that was super cool. I was, I was yeah. definitely totally jealous of that. I'm not yeah. sure, too. I'm going to do a follow-up on this. Remind me of this. I'm not sure if it was Ir- Ir- Irving Azoff that didn't pay, uh, didn't give the uh, the funds to the Walden Project. You know, like, like Jimmy was saying. Hmm. I agreed with him and said Ir- Irving, but that's because he's their, their manager, like their main manager for the Eagles. And it just doesn't seem like something Irving would do, especially since they're, like, still in good, you know, graces with him like i feel like if that really happened you know and he was that pissed off about it i don't think they would still be working together so i'm gonna look into it mike i'm gonna find out because i don't want to put that on irving if it wasn't him Uh, yeah you know anyways mike anything else uh no happy that uh they got the uh you know they were talking about they have the youthful energy yeah that's kind of cool they're adding uh they got it back and and, and that carson she's a dynamo man it's like he yeah. said, man. She's just an overachiever. Just, I mean, college athlete, 4.0 mm-hmm. student, amazing at an instrument, better than almost anybody on that fiddle. And now she's touring around with a world-famous band. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I got to be honest. That is uh, far, far more than I had done at the age of 24. 
That is, yeah, for sure. He's making most of us look very bad for our age. Very unaccomplished. <laughs> but congratulations to her. Mike, uh, we need to move on to the fastest growing segment in the world. Ooh, Mike C top three. Woo! Mike, you gave us an easy one this one. This yeah, is an easy one. This was a much easier one. Now I did I when I was thinking about it, I was like, should I elaborate on this? Right? I could make this harder than it needs to be. Hmm. But I made it easy. I stuck simple. So your uh topic was best hot sauces. Top yeah. three hot sauces. And the way that I said I could, you know, sort of elaborate or make this more difficult is I could go non-vinegar-based hot sauces, you know, because that's what I was figuring you were talking about were your traditional vinegar-based hot sauces. So true. So that's what I went with, was just the traditional vinegar-based hot sauce. Um, so I'm not including your, you know, exotics of srirachas and things like that. I don't know okay. if you went that way. Did you go that way? I didn't go. I didn't go uh, sriracha. Honorable mention, though. Okay. Sriracha. Okay. Yeah. So we're just we're just gonna go like that. We're just putting out honorable. I mean, mentions. I okay. yeah. I'm uh. I you know I didn't really. It's like a broad hot sauce. Okay. <laughs> Top okay. three. Okay. So. Uh, my uh, honorable yeah. mention. Do you have any others besides sriracha? Um, Texas Pete. Okay, yeah. Texas Pete is an honorable mention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure, for My sure. honorable mention. This one is technically it'd be like number one, but since it didn't come out like, and, and there's a difference. So this is Taco Bell hot sauce is my honorable mention. <laughs> nice. And it would be number one on my list in the packet, but when yeah. you get it on the shelf from the the store, not as uh, good. Not the same. I, to uh, me, it's not. It does. I don't okay. know what it is. It just doesn't taste the same. Mm. Maybe I, it's just the squeezing motion that I got to get it out of the packet. But it just, yeah, it doesn't have it for me. It doesn't do it for me. So honorable mention: Taco Bell hot sauce. Mike, my number three. Your honorable mention: Texas Pete. Number three. Mm-hmm. I do like a good Texas Pete. It's got a lot of salt yeah. to it. I'm a I'm a salt fan when it comes to to hot sauce, so I I like Texas Pete. It's uh, number three. Number three for you, Mike. Yeah. Valentina. Oh. Yeah, Valentina. Yeah, it's like oh. a it's like a hot sauce, but it's also like kind of like a like a spicy barbecue sauce. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. that's that is not a traditional vinegar. I still think vinegar is yeah. high up on the list as far as uh, as far as ingredients, but it's not the true vinegar based. Hot sauce. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Curveball. Curveball yeah. in there. Yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. I like I said, I went straight vinegar-based hot sauces. My number two, Louisiana hot sauce. Ooh, Louisiana. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that stuff is awesome. It's a good that's one. That's like a di- that's a diner hot sauce. Yeah, it's a classic. Southern diner hot yeah. sauce, man. You gotta yeah. go Southern Diner. You're gonna see some Louisiana there for sure. There's yeah, a wash yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There's a wash somewhere in Florida. You start losing it when you go further south. So true. You're not going to see Louisiana. Panhandle to central Florida, it's going to be mostly all Louisiana. But <clears throat> All right, Mike, you're number two. Number two, Tapatio. Tapatio. Oh. It's, uh, yeah, uh, we have this in California, and um, it's been a number two ever since. It's been like yeah it's 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 uh it, we have yeah, well i'll say my number one and then we have 
Tapatio's right, just right next to it. I like it, man. I like it. I've definitely yeah. had Tapatio before. Hmm. I don't. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed it. I mean, it might have been on something that like didn't really need hot sauce, so I don't know mm-hmm. if I remember it. But I like yeah. it. <laughs> my my number one, Cholula. 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 Oh, I forgot about Cholula. That's like a breakfast hot sauce. Yeah, I like yeah. it, man. It works yeah. well on. Now that is a. That's a. I don't. I don't. I don't know. People might uh, bristle at me, but for some reason, the the folks that I saw, uh, that I hung out with in Miami, that was a very Miami hot sauce. It was. Uh, mm. uh, it was a lot of folks would have Cholula hot sauce, and uh, that's actually where I was first introduced to it you know back back when i was living in virginia it was all texas pete and tabasco which tabasco get out of town with that stuff yeah no thank you yeah well it's just it doesn't to me it doesn't have flavor it's just got it doesn't have flavor yeah it's just got a pepper you know it's just got pepper Mm -hmm. heat to it and that's that's pretty much it it, man that doesn't do it for me uh you're number one mike number one frank's red hot uh put that everything yeah yes. <laughs> literally everything yeah it's, it's not bad mike i mean it's all uh, you know i would put those very very close my top three and frank's red hot texas pete louisiana cholula they're all very uh cholula has a, a thicker consistency than the yeah. other a little um, bit thicker, yeah. but uh yeah no frank's red hot it's a very good it's 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 one of the go-to's for you know your classic buffalo wings too you know yeah. You throw the Frank's yeah. Red Hot in there. You mix it half and half with butter. You get a couple other spices in uh, there. Boom. Delicious. Boom. You got yourself a really good wing there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I like it, Mike. Mike, what is our topic for next week? Hmm. Let's do top three. And this is going with your South America. Okay. Kind of. But Africa. Top three things that you would want to do in africa okay locations to visit or just things yeah top three i wanted to do locations but i feel like we would have uh we would have we would have had a lot of similarities there i think eh. i feel like our maybe eh. yeah i don't know i think I guess we can do locations huge. yeah it's I all mean, right let's do all... top th- top three locations top all three right. locations okay yeah. i like it i like it i've got a couple i i know one i know one we're gonna have without a doubt I can I can guess. Same. I I'll be to, yeah. I'll be very surprised if we don't match on one, but the yeah. other two. It's a good one. Okay, okay. There's a lot of places I'd like to go, um, but I'd also need a lot of money to go. You know, mm-hmm. you got to have a good trip. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We're we're fragile, fragile Americans. If we don't have. <laughs> Very nice accommodations <laughs> will just fall apart and die. Uh, so you so know. true. That's a fact. So but cool. uh, regardless, Mike, that is a good topic. Listeners, uh, make sure you write it down. Make sure you get your favorite uh, uh, favorite spots, locations, top three locations in Africa. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, we've got two birthday suits left. Two birthday suits. Uh, this... Uh, First one on the list. Well, actually, I'll give you the choice. Um, do you want the basketball player you're probably not going to get or the singer that I think you're going to get? Let's go with the singer. Okay. 
I'm going to try here just to give you a little bit of the song. <clears throat> yeah, I want to dance with somebody. Whitney Houston. Oh, there it is. Woo! Whitney Houston, the voice. I love that song, by the way, Mike. Yeah, that was, great song. I was gonna, I was gonna bust into. Uh, I want to know if he really loves me, and then I was gonna go on to "I Will Always Love You." And I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. will always Jeez. love you. Nailed it. Oh, come on. Anyways, she was the voice, Mike. My goodness, it's a, uh, it's, it's sort of like when I compare boxers. You know, and you look at, like, a George Foreman versus Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali, you know, he had he had the style, he had the speed and the power. And mm-hmm. then George Foreman just had the sheer force because he was a giant freight train. And that's what I, I sort of, with, with Whitney Houston's voice, that's what it was, man. It was a Mack truck coming into your chest. It's just yeah. this huge voice like i mean mm-hmm. just i mean on i will always love you i mean uh, dolly parton's version is amazing but like her voice is delicate and it just sort of goes you know flutters around and it sounds real pretty and mm-hmm. then Wendy houston's comes in and your hair blows back and you're just like holy crap good <laughs> yeah. lord this is a <laughs> man like it's uh, she had the voice it, i mean that that nickname works perfectly but yeah. uh, she, uh, one of the best um, best artists of all time as far as uh, just accolades and, and sales, Mike. Um, she, uh, uh, I Will Always Love You, won a Grammy, spent 14 weeks on Billboard 100 charts, became the best-selling single of all time for a woman. Uh, over her career, she sold 220 million albums. Jeez. Rolling Stone put her at the second best singer of all time, which, of course, I dispute. Uh, Sam Cooke should be number one, but she would be in the top three. <laughs> yeah. She won eight Grammys, two Emmy Awards, broke 28 Guinness World Records with her music. And she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the R&B Hall of Fame, the New Jersey Hall of Fame, uh, sadly, passed away in 2012. Man, 11 years. That's crazy. It's one of those things that uh, feel like getting old, Mike. That like now, like, you know, I'm talking to some young buck and they're like, oh, she's, I don't even remember when she died. What? Uh, you don't? My God, right? So if you're yeah. like, you know, if you're like 18, you don't remember that. That was, that was when you were seven. Why would you remember yeah. that, you know? It's crazy. Anyways, happy birthday to the voice, Whitney Houston. Uh, sadly, Mike, she, she would have just been just 60. She would have just been 60. Ugh. Yeah, gone too soon, yeah. way too soon. Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, here's the one you're not probably going to get, but we'll give it okay. a shot. Old school basketball player. Think all-time Bill Russell-era basketball here. Okay. Uh, played with Bill Russell. Born on August 9th, 1928 in New York City, our birthday suit wearer was the son of French immigrants. He played stickball growing up, but at the age of 13, he found basketball and fell in love. He got a scholarship to the College of Holy Cross. They won the NCAA tournament in 1947. Our birthday suit wearer was drafted number one in 1950 NBA draft by the Boston Celtics. 
He went on to be one of the best players in the history of the NBA, winning six NBA championships, all six of those with Bill Russell. He was the MVP of the league in 1957. He was a 13-time All-Star. He was a 12-time All-NBA player, and he was eight-time assist leader. His number 14 uh, jersey was retired by the Boston Celtics. Now, I'll give you a clue that gives it away a little bit as far as his name. His nickname was Coos. Hmm. Hmm. Name that birthday suit wearer. Dr. E, can I get some initials? All right. BC. Bill? Um, no. It's no, Bill. Bill. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just, uh, I don't know. I think I think you might know the name when I say it. Bob Cousy. Bob, Bob Cousy. The Coos, man. The Coos. Still living. 94 years old. Congratulations what? for that nice. life, man. There you go. Getting it, man. 94 years old. He actually was in the news, I want to say last summer. Because J.J. Redick had the whole, uh, J.J. Redick went on a little bit of a, uh, you know, a rant on one of the shows about how back in the day, the star athletes were playing against plumbers and carpenters and not real athletes. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Bob Cousy came back, uh, had a little bit of a comeback on that comment. And uh, yeah, he, uh, but regardless, he, he is. He was uh, in the top, uh, you know, he was in the 25th anniversary team, the 50th anniversary team, and the 75th anniversary team. Uh, he, I mean, he's sort of Mike, you know, I know, uh, I know, um, what's his name? Uh, Jason. Um, Jason uh, Williams. Jason Williams. Yeah. Uh, he was sort of the precursor, if you will, like the far, far precursor of Jason Williams. Because in the in the 50s, this dude was doing crazy passes. Like, it was blowing people's mind, the passes that he was doing back in the day. They just hadn't seen it before. And that was Bob Cousy, man. Coos. Mm. There we go. Ah, there was another uh, Celtics player I was thinking of. I was trying to look up. I was trying to figure out what his name was. But he's um he played with Larry Bird, though. I can't remember his name. Kevin McHale? Yeah, Kevin McHale, that was it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Kevin Kevin's a Hall of Famer for sure, but yeah. uh, uh I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he uh passed uh Koozie as far as all of his accolades. But regardless, happy birthday, Bob Koozie, happy birthday, Whitney Houston, and happy birthday to the one the only Sam Elliott. There we go. Mike, we have got some fantastic shows. Coming up next week, we've got War Hippies on the show. We've got ZZ Ward coming on the show. Multiple great guests. I can't wait. But until then, we need to wrap it up. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Fernicus, Charette. Thank you, Doc G. Always a pleasure. Of course. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. it
Thank you.